Well, hello and welcome. This is our first ever Small Town Sounds podcast. It's very, very exciting to be here. Um, I'm Melissa from Small Town Sounds and I'm here with Adam as well. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, yeah. How's life? Yeah, it's good. Great. Uh, Claude and the Hun. Can you please pronounce your last name for us? It's Puesh. Yes. Great. That's exactly why I didn't try and attempt <laughs> that because that just doesn't make any sense to me. It's a lovely last name. Um, so we're here for the first time and we thought it might be a good idea to do a podcast and for everybody to hear about all the acts that we're talking about in Small Town Sounds. And um, we're just going to see how it goes, I think. We've, yeah. We're kind of going to chat a bit about festivals because it's festival season and we're going to chat about um, the events that's been happening and have happened really recently and um, we're also going to just talk about general bands and soul artists and things that is happening in Dumfries and Galloway so all very exciting to be here um, we're all set up, we've got our biscuits, we've got our waters, we're ready to go are you all ready good. to go? all good to go good, good, yeah. good, I am pleased so um, Adam you've been helping Small Town Sounds for a while now Yeah. about how long do we think? I'd say it's going to be like six or seven months. Six or seven months. Yeah, because it was at least the start of the year. And in that time, you have done photography work for us, and you've done filming. Yep. And um, you've done, I feel like there's another big bit of work that you've done that I forget. The interview stuff with... Yes, with uh, Kate Kyle. With Kate. Yeah. Done some stuff with Cammy Black. Yeah, that's right. And with Grant. And the rest of the band, yeah, usual for Lucky Doves, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's been so a, you've been out a fair bit roving around, yeah. talking to the talent of Dumfries and Galloway, and it's been great to have you on board. And it's been really like a lot of really good stuff came from the work that you've done, which is excellent. And um, we'll talk about some of that stuff throughout this next week period mm-hmm. and play some great tracks that yeah. kind of backs up some of that stuff too. So. Um, I need to apologise because I sound like Barry White. Um, I'm really croaky because I've got the cold and I don't usually sound like this. But next time, if we do it again, if we do it again, we'll have to yeah. see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. First could be an absolute disaster. <laughs> um, if we do it again, then I hopefully won't sound like this. Although I think I kind of might want to keep it because I feel like a lot more, I think huskier suits me a little bit than maybe the annoying voice that I had before, arguably. Um, okay, so first up, let's talk about the festivals. Mm. So... Festival season is very much underway. Finally. Finally. It's back again. It feels really strange, I think, in a way. like yeah. Because we've waited so long for this. And now it's almost like normality is back. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yeah, I think it's quite strange. Um, so I went down to Cornwall to Boardmasters last year. But that was during COVID and things still going on. But because it was like south of England, at that point their restrictions had eased and it was just like non-existent down there anyway, um, which it did turn out to be like after the festival, everybody had it. But yeah, whilst that. we were there, it was like nothing had ever happened. Yeah. And it was quite strange to feel that, but it was nice to feel a kind of little bit of normality back. Yeah. And then obviously everything picked up again. But now that everywhere in the UK is back to normal, as such it, yeah it feels quite nice it's nice it's a bit like what it was before yeah and um 
I didn't make it to Eden, neither did you, but I know people that went to Eden and I think that was definitely what they found. It was it was like what Eden was like. Yeah. Because it always was, it was always going to be one of those things. And I think any of those, any crowded event is the same. You know, you're either, you're all in and you know what the risk is. It's not going to be like necessarily all COVID restricting and it's going to be, you know, you have to stand all distance and stuff like that apart. You're all in. And I think in a way it made people kind of relax a little bit because everybody was acting the same and there wasn't that kind of like, oh, should I be doing this or should I not be doing this or whatever. And in all fairness, um, out of all the people that I know that went to Eden, I've only heard of one COVID case that came back from Eden and that person didn't pass on to the other people that was in their immediate camp. Right, okay. Which was interesting. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's an Eden thing. Maybe that's the fact that everybody is not necessarily... Maybe like some of the bigger festivals that you're all kind of packed into the one space. I mean, I was watching the Glastonbury coverage last weekend and it was all just, you know, everybody was all just crammed in. Yeah, it looked um, mental. Yeah, whereas Eden's not. Like, there's a lot of kind of walking about and exploring the site a little bit more. So maybe, maybe there's reasons behind that, like for the COVID thing. But... Yeah. I think it's I think it's really good to see things back. And I think Eden was definitely the one of the ones that most people were looking forward to. Yeah. And it like definitely. from what I've heard, it's been a phenomenal success. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic. And we had Knock and Gorek that was mm-hmm. uh, the month before as well. Uh, and again, a really big success. Yeah. And you just kinda have this renewed sort of belief that you're like this, this could be it. This could yeah. be life again. We're like, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's really, really good. So there was a few local artists that was playing at Eden Festival, mm-hmm. um, chasing the train were there for the first time ever. And by all accounts, they looked like they had a great time and yeah. a good crowd. And tours as well uh, from uh, over kind of, uh, they're kind of uh, Newton Stewart Gatehouse, they slashed them freeway. I think there's quite a few of them made up of. Yeah, they kind of merged into to one from all over the place yeah but. yeah i think so and they they actually uh, won a battle of the bands in 2020 and yeah. their slot was eaten but eaten kept getting cancelled because of covid so this was them playing it yeah. and they f- they could return and and they played on the sunday and i seen some online footage and they they played a blinder i think yeah. so um so great really really good for them so um we're gonna play a track which I think sums up the the kind of weekend. Yeah. Uh, Supergrass, who were the headliners, and I think that um, there was th- Eden. This has happened a couple of times in Eden, but Coolio, who was meant to appear, cancelled at the last minute, and he didn't appear. So Have Mercy Las Vegas took over their slot, which is slot which was great for them, and, and they're a great band as well. Um, but I remember, and there's a review on Small Town Sounds that goes into quite a lot of detail about this. Um, I really wanted to go and see a particular DJ who cancelled and uh, this was the last time I went, so about three years ago um, before COVID and I'm still absolutely bereft by that because you just kind of wander around going, please, I want to see, like, what, do you think he'll turn up? Like, why, what, what's going on here? Because it's not like you're getting access to online stuff or anything like that because you're in, in a field, essentially. Yeah. So, so, Coolio cancelled, so you were like, okay, what a shame about that. And um, 
and there's I think it's always a bit dodgy near the time, but Supergrass did play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know that. So um we're gonna play their most well known track, which is called All Right. And for anybody that um was kind of grown up in the nineties, two thousands, uh this will be something that you'll definitely recognise. And what a brilliant start to the show. Here we go. Supergrass there. Love that one. It's yeah. such a good summer tune, isn't it? Very upbeat. Yeah. Very happy. So good. Like yeah. you could definitely be in front of a stage dancing to that and you could also be in a campsite listening to it in a speaker somewhere and it would make you feel really happy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've had Knock and Gorak, we've had Eden Festivals and um, we've also just had Wildfire Festival. Wildfire, are you are you aware of Wildfire Festival? Uh, not as much, no. Um, I've heard of it, but I've not kind of seen much coverage or anything. 
Okay, so so, so they um, they're a big metal rock festival, mm-hmm. and they um, have it all at One Lock Head, which is very high, literally yeah. <laughs> very high in the hills, and um, loads and loads of rock and metal acts come into this tiny village and perform like all over the place and loads of people come in and, and see it as well now they they weren't always based here so i think the past i think maybe the past two events so not two years because we had that kind of two-year break in the middle because of COVID. yeah i think the past two maybe three years they've been in one like head but before that they were elsewhere but they build themselves as like the scottish metal rock festival and i think they certainly are to be honest so they get lots of acts from all over the uk um like People, I saw people putting on Facebook like, has any is anybody travelling from Milton Keynes to One Lock Heads? Because we've got gear to take up with. The, like, can someone take the the PM whatever? And you know that that was a niche ask if yeah, I've yeah. ever seen it. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure living in Dumfries that I would be travelling to One Lock Head that that frequently. Never mind Milton Keynes. Yeah. But I think that you know a lot of people do come from all over the UK to to go there, and I've known people that's played there and they've really enjoyed it as well. And yeah. Uh, I mentioned chasing the train had played at Eden. They were they're also playing at um, Wildfire. So uh, yeah, really cool to see um um festival like that come coming into the region. Yeah, totally. I think that's what the region, not what the region needs, because we've definitely got a, like a good share of festivals and things now going on. Um, but it's good for that particular type of genre as well that there's something going on um for that genre as well um mm. because obviously like you get gigs and stuff coming up sometimes for that type of music but it's not as i suppose it's not as wide within the region um and if there's a festival devoted to that for a whole weekend then all the better That's great. Yeah. yeah yeah no best of luck to them and i i hope i mean i, I think they're planning on coming back and they'll always kind of stay in one look head yeah and um and it's just I mean can you imagine going to a festival where pretty much the entire village is is the festival yeah like that's yeah. what it is <laughs> I mean it sounds amazing um and also coming up this month we have Dunham Festival did you go to the first one there was there's only been one hasn't there because uh, there was one and then there was cancellations yeah. So this will be the second one. Yeah. Although it feels so, like it should be the fourth. <laughs> Dunham, I've actually never been to. Okay. Um, something has always kind of been in my calendar in the way during the Dunham time. Um, and again, the same for this year. Um, so you're not going this year? I'm not going this year, which I'm gutted about. Um, because it is, it is a really great festival. And from all the footage and all the kind of coverage that I've seen from the last one, um it's looked absolutely brilliant the Crichton's a great setting for it um with working in the capacity that I do I know how hard the guys work on it as well and it's brilliant to see it pay off um but it's uh, it's one that's never I've never actually managed to get on to um maybe next year (laughs) maybe next year so I went to the first one yeah um but I think I just went on the Saturday mm-hmm. and um and obviously it was one of those things that you didn't know if there would be teething problems or whatever because it was the first one but they've got quite a, a good kind of uh, you know like Sandy Sweetman's the co-director co- of it yeah and Sandy's known across 
you know, the board for um, his work in sound and, and doing all kinds of different things. So you kind of knew that it wasn't going to be an amateur event. Yeah. Um, and I think when, when we got there, it was, I mean, like I, I work and have worked at the Crichton for many years in different buildings. And it was quite weird to see it transformed into a festival location, yeah. really. And like, you know, you're like, but this is the Easterbrook Hall car park. Like, this is where I usually park if I'm going to some fancy event at the Easterbrook Hall. You know, it's quite strange. But they had it really, they had it really well kind of organized with the tickets and it wasn't busy. Yeah. It wasn't too busy. Um, But I think that was because it was his first year and people just didn't really know what to expect. Um, And it's always really weather dependent. So I think people were kind of hedging their bets to see what's the weather going to be like. Um, so it wasn't like there was queues and queues and queues. I think that was quite refreshing in a way because I kind of, I mean, like Eden's not bad for it, but you know, back in the days of tea in the park or other ones, and you were like, this is going on forever and I can't be bothered. So it was quite good from that perspective. The site itself's really small though. Like it was much smaller than what I expected. Right. And it's right next to the the Crichton Church, which is a big focal point yeah, yeah. up in the Crichton Estate. And um and so th- so it is quite a small site and I'm not sure whether or not that'll be bigger for this year or not. I don't really know about plans or anything, but it was quite small. There was like a main stage and there was like one or two tents and then there was like kind of uh different sort of activities for kids and there's like I think there was like a fun fair ride and things like that. So it was very family friendly. Yeah. And there was lots of like kids in that running around having a great time and some was shining on the Saturday, which was great. Um, but there wasn't a lot of bodies there you yeah, know it was you, you could get quite near the stage and not have in fact you could sit at the stage yeah and not have a problem with people standing on your hands and yeah, you're yeah, sitting yeah, there totally. thing. so this year's probably i would imagine going to be busier yeah because everybody is having that i'm sick of being stuck in with covid and i want to go out and i want somewhere to take my kids to yeah um and I think they're, they're going to have like a special kids day yeah, as well, which is, is good yeah. too. And I think, you know, there's going to be quite a lot of activities for them to do yeah. as well. So that's, it's good family sort of experience. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's good for the region as well, because you're obviously limited to, to what you can do that's weather dependent. Um, and something like a festival that's got such a good part dedicated to taking the kids and and doing something as a family as well is really good. Um, yeah, and I mean, like the I think it's the twenty second and twenty third of July. Yes, and so that will be about the time everybody's getting a bit sick of the kids. Like you know, they started their school holidays just recently, and they'll be like, right, we need to take them somewhere <laughs> that they can run around and get that energy, um, kind of out of burned off off them really. So. I think that's all really good. So loads of local acts playing at that as well as kind of more kind of mainstream ones. Um, Dangle Buddies are playing. They're really like well-known. And, and you know, I saw them actually at Belladrum, um, even though they are from like partly, for, I think, from this area. So yeah. um, there's, you know, they'll, they'll be great putting on a show. Uh, we've got people like Stony Broke, like um, we've got people like the Minis are playing mm-hmm. who played... They, they were kind of like one of the last sets in the last event yeah. of, of the day and um, and they were just amazing. And so loads and loads of different local acts and then there's like people like The Feeling yeah. um, from back in the day <laughs> uh, and they also have The Water Boys and I remember The Water Boys from Wicker Man from, right, okay. um, back again back in the day, yeah. back in the day. 
And uh, you can't really complain with the Water Boys. Like, they're one of those bands that you probably don't know they do the songs that they do. Yeah. If you know what I yeah. mean. Like, you know, you, you play their songs, and you're like, I've heard that before. Like, if you went and watched them, you'd be like, I know, I know this song. Do you yeah. know this song? I know this song. What's your views on the Water Boys? Like, are you, are you a big, are you a fan? Or if you were there, would you be sure to go and see them? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah. Um, I must admit, like, I've not invested fully into like sitting down and listening to like all of their stuff mm. but i've heard a good chunk and i would definitely take that opportunity whilst we're there um to to go and see them yeah. um i don't think it's something that would be that would be missed and from the lineup for Dunheim, yeah is there anybody that you would say like if you're going yeah. you need to check them out uh Kyle Faulkner. Oh, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've seen him do... I mean, I've seen him do stuff with The View um, when it was The View. Well, it's now The View again, which is another thing that's going to be happening at the end yeah. of the year. Um, but I've also seen him solo performance. And he's mm. absolutely brilliant as a solo performer. I've seen him a couple of times. Um, and was able to actually work on one of them one of the times which was uh, really interesting um but yeah he is definitely not to be missed if you're going to going along to Denham to check out Kyle Faulkner as well so he's your top tip yeah definitely anybody else at all like anybody locally that you know that's that's going that you're like yeah I would definitely go and see them uh so I mean I'll put in my my biased part Lutras (laughs) because uh they're my boys so you're um, you're quite closely associated to the Lutras, aren't you? Yeah. You do a lot a lot of stuff for the a lot of different stuff for the, the Lutras. You're yeah. not in the Lutras. Not in the yeah. You're part of the crew. The minute somebody <laughs> needs me to start playing an instrument, then they are very <laughs> very desperate for a musician. It's a strong no. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a, a definite no go. Um, but you do you go and tour with them and you do the kind of sound stuff and yes and... do the sound stuff um, and kind of go along with the gigs end up being the the designated driver yeah. um, being the dad being the dad yeah <laughs> good way to put it every man needs a dad yeah <laughs> um, the luchas are like you know we we will talk about these a little bit the luchas a little bit later but the luchas are top notch life yeah like they are superb they're yeah. probably one of the best live bands that we have in Dumfries and Galloway. Yeah. And I would say when I say one of the best, what I mean is they're probably good top three. Yeah. Like, you know, they are, they're really good. They've sold out hometown shows. They've played up and down the country. They release the, you know, they're, they just put on a really good show. And I think at a festival, they're, they've got a great sound for a festival. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think because I've seen how, hard they work at it as well when they're doing rehearsals and things as well yeah you can really see how doing the rehearsals and working on their sound really pays off because it gets a really good reaction with the crowd as well um and i mean we went down to all points east festival and that was in august i think of last year which is in london so that's in victoria park okay so we went down there and they were on like one of the, the second stages and this was the point where the festival had just opened and they were the very first ones on that stage and there must have been a good 
800 people in front of the stage yeah. by the time that they came off and yeah. everybody was loving it um and it is it is good to see because you you see how how hard they work on yeah. rehearsals and on their sound and everything so it's good to see it pay off yeah and they're def- i agree they're a complete must-see actually at denheim um who else have we got that is oh find an albert Find an Albert, yeah. Oh man, yeah, like yeah. find that is such a thing for like local people because Find an Albert were such a well thought of band and they were again like a superb live band, and then they kind of uh, not disbanded. They just didn't really. They were no longer functioning in that band, and then Robert, lead singer, he started Honor and you know lots of Find an Albert musicians are, are still involved with Honor and and it's all. But it's a different sound, essentially. Yeah. And then um, Finding Albert then reformed, like after, like when when the kind of pandemic was kind of, I don't want to say coming to an end because we know we're still in it, but like the restrictions were eased and it was yeah. like, we're going to do a gig. And like everybody in Dumfries was like, oh yeah, this is Jumped what we need it. to yeah, yeah, totally. And so they did this amazing night at the venue. And so this is the second performance that they'll have done as Finding Albert, yeah. like Mark II, like the second time round. And then... Um, what they're an amazing live band. Yeah. Like that, Honor's amazing. Yeah. And Finding Albert is also amazing. Like if you love Honor and like Honor is really well known, um, then you're gonna love Finding Albert. But if you were involved in local music or paid attention about I don't know, like you I kind of have this the reference point of like 10 years I feel like everyone was either five or ten years ago and I feel like 10 years ago which might be kind of overstating it but I'm not sure if you were around then you would have loved to find an album yeah and definitely. you know they were just great so I think uh definitely for Dunham definitely David. especially after I think the reaction of the venue gig yeah um that was a very very good show yeah um and I think it was a good good benchmark to set for for Dunham, definitely. So you've so you were at that gig, yeah. And have you seen you've seen Honor live as well, yeah. So how do the two compare? I don't <sighs> think. See, it's quite a tricky one because, like you say, it's such a different sound. It's not something that you can kind of contrast between the two. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's. Yeah, it's quite a tricky one. In terms of like the live experience. Yeah. Not necessarily the live performance, but the experience of being there. Mm. Was was it different? Was it, you know, did you feel different coming out of it? Did you feel like nostalgic coming out of Finding Albert? Yeah, definitely. Because everybody that was there was feeling nostalgic, whereas Honor's quite new material. Yeah. Like what was, how did it feel? It was quite nostalgic. Like the last time I seen Finding Albert before... This venue gig was when they played at Youth Beats uh, at the high school. Yeah. Which was yeah, like... Yeah, the Kizik Centre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was just... At that point, I was just going to Youth Beats, like, as a wee kid, just... At the age of, like, what would you have been? <sighs> I don't know. I was in high school. I know that for yeah. sure. But I would have been, like... 13, 14. Yeah, something like that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Um, and that was the last time that I've seen um, Find an Albert. So it definitely was nostalgic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd still heard their tunes and stuff that were available online and things before that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a whole new, it was a whole new way of kind of seeing them again. 
Um, yeah. Because yeah, because if you're you're comparing it with youth bees as you know an a, an early teen type yeah. thing, and then you're in the venue in your early twenties. Like that's quite a contrast in itself. Totally, yeah. And how you experience that. I think with being at Youth Beats when you're 13, 14 as well, like there's so much going on. Even back like, so that was the point where Youth Beats was still like a one day festival thing, but there was still so much going on and it was on like a smaller scale than it is now, but probably, probably wasn't as invested in all the acts that were on stage at that point as well, because there was so much going on around us yeah. Um, and you're kind of trying to make the most of it. But when you're going to a venue, particularly for a gig to yeah. see an artist and that's what you're going for, that's what you're then it's totally, yeah. yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that's so fair actually. Yeah. yeah. Now that you describe it that way. And it's the same with like any festival really, isn't it? Like there'll be people on the lineup that you'll want to see, but you maybe didn't buy the ticket to go and see that person. There'll yeah. be like at least another two acts that you probably be like, yeah, I'd quite like to see them too. Totally. Whereas gigs at a venue or whatever, you're buying that ticket to see that act. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think anybody that's going to Dunham needs to go and see find an Alpert. That's yeah. our, our top sort of uh, advice there but things like um things things the things uh <laughs> bands like uh tight jays they're really worth seeing um lucky doves who we'll talk lucky about doves, a little bit yeah. later uh nova blood actually were were actually very good last time when i saw them mm-hmm. at the first dunham um and you know they, they'll be amazing as well heart of rust got a massive following crows are really interesting one crows like uh, band they actually live near kind of Lockerbie Way, all of them in the one place, and um, they're really closely associated with the Aaron Bennett band. Right. And I think there might be crossover of members and stuff as well. And they are quite they're quite a goth act with mm. lots of different sort of sounds to them. So if you want to see something a bit different, then I would probably go and see Crow as well. But loads happening at Dunham, loads. And tickets on sale now. If you get them now, they're probably going to be cheaper than if you buy them the night before. So yeah. I would get in on that and save a little bit of cash. Definitely worth it. So I think uh, we will probably play a track by the Water Boys because we've kind of talked them up quite mm-hmm. heavily. Yeah. Uh, and this is the whole of the moon. Thank you. 
with the whole of the moon which i just love that track as well it's just such a good track like it's very nostalgic too. again another upbeat track yes. i think it'll have a very good reception at didn't yeah how good will that be yeah, when everybody's yeah. singing to it like up at the crate and i think that would be amazing um we mentioned another band a local band that's gonna be playing the lucky doves and you interviewed the lucky doves and were at their gig at the usual place recently didn't you? i did yeah, yeah. yeah so uh they had their um rescheduled gig rescheduled rescheduled rescheduled, yeah bless them and it was all because of the restrictions and covid and stuff i think a lot of people have been like that and you just kind of start to actually lose track how many times it's been rescheduled but the main thing is that happened it's happened yeah because i remember when you were interviewing them and you're like this is your rescheduled gig and grant was like yeah, we've not got long to go until we're on stage. So we're kind of hoping it doesn't have to get rescheduled again, but we're just not sure. <laughs> there was about 10 minutes in between and it was like, right, <laughs> it's surely got to happen now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they'd done their, their gig at the usual place. They had a brilliant, brilliant couple of supports. Um, first of all by Kate, Kyle, mm-hmm. and then by Cammy. Black of 13 Crows, uh, who I also interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was a brilliant show, sold out. Um, and it was it was really interesting, actually, in the usual place, because it was the first time I'd been to a gig in the usual place. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. As a gig venue, it's stunning. Very nice venue. Sounded really good in there as well. Um, with there being kind of high ceilings and things, with it being an old church, it was a little bit of a surprise, but um, yeah, it sounded it sounded really good. It was. I I thought 
because I don't, I haven't been in as a gig either. Because so through the day, obviously it operates as like a cafe, yeah, a restaurant kind of place, and um, really good, great scones. Uh, <laughs> I was still to that, <laughs> and um, then of course you go in and it's all been cleared because everybody's sta- going to be standing there. Yeah. And you were doing the interview and I was, I went along with you, and I've never been at a gig venue that has had so many staff available that are like, you're right, if you've got everything that you need, like to people like you and I who yeah. are not the, the musical talent in this yeah. year. And like everybody, they were just there to make sure everything was okay. Totally. And I think that that, that was really good. Yeah. And I think it meant that there was a bit more of a laid back kind of feel to it. It also just made it feel a bit friendlier. Yeah. A little bit too. Yeah. And because it was like not really your traditional gig venue and because people are there having their lunch through the day so they, they, they identify with it in a different way I think it just made it feel a bit more accessible yeah and I don't know like I don't know if you feel the same and and you work I know that you work in the music industry and like because you're a sound engineer yeah you? and you work in lots of different events and lots of different venues but I think sometimes walking into venues can be a little bit like daunting in a way if you don't know yeah. the venue and you don't know the people that's going to be there Whereas I think the usual place was wasn't like that at all. No, because it, it was big. It's open. People were friendly. It totally. was, and it also wasn't a traditional gig venue. Yeah, um, and like you say, it's people were like really friendly, and the minute you walked in, it had that kind of like I don't know, homely feel. Is yeah. that the right term for it? I suppose it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you could just feel that everybody was there to have a good time. Um, and everybody was excited to be there yeah. and back out and mm. looking forward to seeing people perform again. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also, am I right in thinking that that was only the third live gig for the Lucky Doves? Yes. I think it was. So, yeah. so not everybody had seen them live before. No. So a lot of them were coming for the first time. And I think there was that the excitement around that as well. Yeah. Um, and I like, and you know, this is like detail stuff, but I've already kind of talked about the sort of venue and, and how I felt about the venue. But even their stage setup, like they just had strings of fairy lights round, yeah. round, like above them, round the kind of, it kind of enveloped them really in their stage area. And it wasn't too busy. It wasn't too, it just was really simple and straightforward. And you looked at it and you did feel a bit like you were late on at a festival yeah. where you were kind of having that okay, I want to just, I want to sit and watch this and I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Sort of vibe to it. And I think that, uh, I know that's a little detail, but I think when you're there watching it and being a part of that, you feel a part of it. You're not like, oh, I'm part of a crowd watching a band. You are part of the band and the crowd. Yeah. You're all kind of together. I Everybody's don't know there having sense. a good time. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it kind of, I suppose, yeah, that, Everybody was there and enjoying it and like you say with the fairy lights and yeah. things, it just made it kind of a nice setting and it just encompassed like, the whole night. It's like relaxing. Yeah, in totally. A way, you know, and I think that that's really, really good stuff. So before that, you interviewed them yeah. and you interviewed Cammy as well. So two separate interviews there. Yeah. And they are up in Small Town Sounds, mm-hmm. uh, so can be watched and... Uh, Many have been watching yeah, them, yeah. it would appear. And um, so how, how was that for you? Did you enjoy sitting down with the bands and talking to them? Yeah, it was very good. Um, so speaking with Cami, first of all, 
Cammy is a right character, like, <laughs> really like you is. have never met before. But he's phenomenal to interview. Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't. You just don't know what way it's gonna go. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, Cammy is brilliant, and it was very fun interviewing him. Like he's too. hilarious. Oh yeah, like, I yes. find him really entertaining. Even the stuff that like you don't see on camera, like yeah. everything that's off camera when they were getting ready to uh to go on stage like they were all sitting in that room where we'd done the interviews yeah and everybody's just like messing with each other and having a good time but it was really good seeing yeah um you can you can definitely see that in Cami's interview. Cami, the thing about Cami and I used to interview Cami when I uh did a show before on local music uh, like four years ago probably um Cami's exactly the same interviewing than what he is off yeah off, yeah off screen oh, or, 100%. You know, offline or whatever and he's so genuine yeah and i've got a lot of time for that because he is he's just what you see is what you get with cammy yeah um yeah that's very true and i think he'd, he'd do anything for anybody oh yeah like we were we stood there chatting for ages and i know fine well like it got to the end of the night and they were starting to like pack the place up for after the gig had finished and Cammy and I were standing up the back and it was like if I don't leave now like they will be like wheeling us out later on because <laughs> the conversation will just go on for hours and it'll yeah. just flow and there's there's loads to say and I think because he's kind of so invested in music and everything that's going on is brilliant to have a conversation with um yeah, yeah because you can you can just go on for hours um I always find Cammy very humble yeah, as yeah. well because there was a part in your interview where he was talking about people messaging him and saying because they've got a big following in Germany yeah and he says we get people messaging me saying oh do you want me to send you whatever sweeties over and he'd said something like and, and you know and the fans and he stopped himself and he was like I don't want to say fans that doesn't sound right for yeah, me yeah, like yeah. I don't want to be that person that's got fans but they are they absolutely are the fans of Cami and the fans of the band yeah and they're getting in touch with them whereas others mean may have embraced that a little bit more but it makes him a little bit uncomfortable I think saying that because he still at the end of the day still feels probably that he's a bricklayer and that he's doing this and he's having a great time and people are loving it and that's all that matters yeah you know there's no ego or anything involved in that and I think that really came through in the interview that you did as well totally and you can you can see it in the show as well like so Mm. he was second support um or he was he was second on stage anyway and it was the minute he came off the stage, it was like straight into the crowd, mm-hmm. talking to everybody and anybody and just having a good time. Yeah. And there's definitely like, not not as much as in, in Dumfries, like in, in bigger places, if you're doing big festivals and things, like there's definitely some egos there that will be like straight on stage, get off the stage, into a car and drive off yeah. and that'll be it. And yeah. don't want to hear anything about it. But there's not that with Cammy. No. And it's like, yeah, just get no, in and he's, get involved with everybody. He's a good lad. He's a good lad. So we had uh, Lucky Duff as well. Yeah. So. Um, and there's a few of them. There is, yeah. So <laughs> caught up with Lucky Doves and anybody that kind of knows of Lucky Doves will know that there's some absolutely brilliant musicians um, mm. as part of that group. They've basically been formed as like this Dumfries mega group. With <laughs> yeah. Irv is playing bass um, and then we had Dave Bass mm-hmm. on guitar, Grant Dinwoody obviously is the front man 
And then Jamie is on the fiddle and he's doing a bit of backing vocal stuff as well. And you've got Fergus on drums. Yeah, Fergus Anderson, who everybody knows for. Yeah. Drums or carpet laying. <laughs> oh, carpet laying. And he had enough to mention about carpets. <laughs> yes, and, he <laughs> um, But no, they are all brilliant guys and all great to interview as well. Um, yeah, and clearly have such aspirations for that band. Totally, yeah. Um, and I think if you've seen the interview, or if you're going to see the interview, nice wee shameless yeah. plug there. Um, <laughs> You can see the the kind of serious side um, to when they're talking about the band and when they're talking about playing gigs and releasing music and things like that. But they also do have that like joking side about yeah. them, like Fergus with the carpets or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely see how invested they are and how much effort and things they put into to what they're doing, whether it's playing live or whether it's doing stuff in the studio. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're um they'll be at Dunham, but they are Irv is now Barry Gemmel. Barry yes. Gemmel is now Irv. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure which way that's supposed to go. So Barry Gemmel has replaced Irv on bass as well. So um that'll be interesting to see how that kind of setup is, is yeah. working as well. So yeah, definitely go along and see them if you're at Dunham. Um we're gonna play a track by Lucky Doves now, I think that's only right. And uh, this is my favourite track of of theirs, yeah. absolutely favourite track, and it's called Never Run Back. We sat on the roof and watched the night sky. You like the moon's crescent, cause the moon never lies. Bottled your tears and threw them out on the rain. You had a full heart to give, but I'll take half to hold you this way. Cause if you walk in heaven, then you'll never run back. So you'd be an angel. But what if I don't want? Said you'd be an angel But I'm not ready for that The pillow you made Out of bootstraps and love For me to follow The cross stitch is calling In the end we rise And walk the little things again Come on, let's make a 
was the Lucky Doves um, with Never Run Back. That was one of our less upbeat ones, uh, I must say, that we've had so far, but um, such a good tune, like it proper, like catches me in the feels, you know, it's yeah. one of those, one of those tracks. Um, so catch them at Dunham if you're going along to that. Um, so uh, Small Town Sounds has just recently started doing a newsletter, a bit old school, uh, I, I decided to go a bit old school. And um, everybody that gets this newsletter, which comes out in the first of, of the month, um, will get to see sort of the highlights of what's been going on and also a fun, interesting fact, um, which I have to find every month. And also uh, I do Band of the Month. And uh, first month was Donny Broke, second month was Chasing the Train. And this month we have Tours. Yeah. And Tours are... Probably the youngest band on the scene just now, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, they are a young band that are kind of relatively new to the music scene. Um, I think it started to kind of start to move for them just before COVID and then obviously that all got in the way, so it was a little bit staggered. Um, so, yeah, they are, they are new to the scene. I actually worked with them on... The Battle of the Bands competition that you mentioned earlier, or not with them, I was the the sound yeah. engineer for that gig. Yeah. Um, but there was a few kind of newer bands that were in that competition that are now kind of starting to do things. Um, so it was good to see that almost evolution of the the new bands that were starting to come out of it. Um, and with the prize for that competition, um, they were able to play Eden recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had that show, which again only happened recently because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've also been doing a lot at the vaults in Newton Stewart, and I think they've just been trying to get out and gig as much as possible. Um, they had a venue gig, they've done some stuff at Coaching Horses as well, and I think you can only really call yourself a band once you've played at Coaching Horses <laughs> in Dumfries. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, they they also were down to play Youth Beats. But unfortunately, yeah. the day that they were on got entirely cancelled. Not yeah. their slot, like the whole day. Whole day. Um, and that would have been a really good time for them, a good experience for them to be in front of that many people. Because there's like, what, 20,000 20, capacity yeah, yeah. for Youth Beats? It's yeah. enormous. Um, so that was a shame that that didn't go ahead. But they've got gigs coming up. They're not shy and gigging. No, totally. And it's the best way for it. Like, mm. get out there, get involved and, like, get your name out there. Because it's the only way people are going to see you if you're, like, out there and, and playing that's um, it that's it so in terms of names and i think it's Sunday night that we should tell everybody who's in that band yeah uh we've got stuart wan and he does vocals and uh, rhythm guitar and william stevens does uh, bass and thomas holmes does lead guitar and james jones does drums and they're kind of made up we said this a little bit before but i think they're made up of a kind of um they're from like around the region you yeah. know they're not like just a dumfries band they're yeah kind of Stuartree and Dumfries sort of areas yeah. all combined together. I think that's great. That's yeah. such a, like, you don't really tend to get that. You tend to get them in the little areas or sometimes the schools of which they all attend. Yeah. And then they just, like, move on from there and carry on with the band. But this is definitely a mix, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they're another great band to, to go and check out, particularly if you're into your guitar playing. Um, just giving a little shout-out to Thomas there because... Uh, well, he was at St. Joe's where I was at school, um, a couple of years younger than me, a few years younger than me. Um, but 
his brilliant playing guitar. Don't know if you've ever seen him, but it's yeah, something else. Because he's been playing since he's been really young. Yeah, and 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 it, I mean, I mean, what age will he be now? Uh, so it's the same age as Cami, who's one of the other sound engineers that I was at school with. So he's going to be like. 19, 19. 20, 19. I think he started playing about 14, 15. And I remember him, you know, back in the day when we didn't have a pandemic. And he was amazing back yeah. then. And, and he was, because I think he did quite a bit, he did some solo stuff as well. Yeah, he used like, to do all the school talent shows and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he started, he had this real name for himself back then, like with, with you know, how we were talking about the super bands of Dumfries and all that. And I think there's like, musicians that have been around for quite a long time and, and played at a really high level and they were all kind of like this guy's really good yeah so yeah absolutely i can see why you're you're pointing him out yeah so definitely definitely worth mm. going to see them if you get the opportunity i know they've um they've been playing a lot recently but there'll be a lot of more opportunities coming up all yeah. all over the region because yeah. that's the thing with them not being based in the one area it's getting that good opportunity for them to go if you're out kind of stewardry way to see them out there or if you're in Dumfries to see them in Dumfries yeah. um you're not kind of limited to where they are um also an album coming out hopefully mm-hmm. by the end of this year yeah, yeah so that'll be exciting too um yeah so they're our band of the month it was uh, small town sounds band of the month if you want to see who next month's band of the month is could be solo artist of the month yeah. <laughs> to play around with that title um then you can sign up to our newsletter on our website at smalltownsounds.co.uk so we're going to play a track by torch now um and it's called you robot
So that was Taurus, our band of the month with their um, track You Robot. So we are going to talk about new releases that's came onto our radar from yes. a local perspective uh, of late. And um, there's been sort of three that we're going to talk about just now. So first up, we have a band that you're closely associated with that you've previously uh, mentioned, yeah. The Lutras. Mm-hmm. And The Lutras recently, um, recently released a new single with Kate Kyle. Yeah. Who is another local artist. And the first time they've done that sort of male female vocal yeah. stuff worked really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Really good reaction to it. Um, and I think it really, uh, really complements the track having Kate's vocals on it. Mm. Her voice is like beyond brilliant. It's great. Mm. Um, and yeah, it really complements. Ben's voice on the track. Yeah. Um, it works really, really well. And I think the first time that they'd done that at rehearsals, it was like, yeah, this is the move. Like, this needs to happen. 
Well, you're there. Uh, so the first, yeah, I was actually. Was, so the first time that Kate came in, we had a rehearsal at Lover's Lane. Um, so Sam Solly also plays keys on the track and we got everybody there. So this was like, this was, I suppose, the kind of pre, pre-production pre section to recording it. So like the recording had been booked and everything. Mm-hmm. This was just everybody meeting up to go over it and get everything finalised before they went into the studio to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time that they put everything together and it clicked instantly. Wow. Um, there were so little changes made in the studio um, in terms of like the way that it's laid out, but everything that happened in rehearsals happened in the studio. Like yeah. it was, yeah, it worked really, really well and it was instantaneous. Oh, how um, good to be a part of that. Yeah. And watch all that. But yeah, really good track, actually. Um, and like you say, from both perspectives, like they really do complement each other. I think it's really good. And, and the Luchas have had a track record of releasing really good songs. Yeah. So I think in a way, there's pressure to keep up that standard or exceed keep that the bar standard. Up, yeah. yeah. Um, and to bring in K, I think, was, was a curveball, like that probably people didn't expect but worked so well yeah. and showed that kind of other dimension of what can be what what they can do totally and i think because it's a like a different style as well as such it's got that kind of more like country-esque feel to it yeah um and because everything in the past has been like rock pop even the boys before it was released were like i don't know how this is gonna go down like yeah it's, it's so different um but yeah, it, it definitely worked. Definitely worked. Oh, that's exciting. I'm so pleased. So talking about uh, country, from a country perspective, mm. um, we also had a new release from Ali Donahue. Mm-hmm. And this is his debut release. Um, so he released a, a track called Jericho, and it's a cover, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So from what I've seen them putting on, on social media and things, um, it's a cover from... Somebody over Nashville way, okay. He'd released the tune, um, but he sang with that guy before when he did it, like so. He does the the open mic nights and things. Um, the because Ali organises the is it open night at Theatre Royal. At Theatre Royal, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've they've been working together on that, or they've at least appeared together on that. Yeah, they appeared together on that. So they, he'd posted a video of that on. On Facebook and okay. social medias and things. Where we um, get all our top goss. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so. And then he's basically, Ali's taken his song and has covered it in his own kind of, his own slant on yeah. it, really. Yeah. So it's called Jericho. And, and I actually didn't realise it was a cover um, because naively I thought, Jericho, oh, aye, that's quite a, that's quite a Dumfries and Galloway type yeah. you know, name. But no, it turns out it is definitely not from this <laughs> area. Um, but well done to Ali for getting his track out. And um, it'd be really interesting to see what Ali does next. Um, Ali is also, we should give a shout out to this, organising uh, an event, a uh, kind of, a performance with honor um as well at the theater royal and all the details of that are on our social media too yeah um and also our kind of third release that i wanted to just briefly mention was a band whose name i actually love and also messaged them to tell them as such before they had even released the single because i, I just honestly think it's great now the band's called fat dads 
And I just think this is amazing. This is like conjures up pictures of dad bods everywhere. And I just think it's just a really fun name. So they're actually from mostly Carlisle. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. This cough's coming for me. Um, and also their um, kind of Dumfries and Galloway angle is Ty Wright. Yeah. Who used to be in Kasama. Yeah. Is in this band. And yeah. he's from Kirkepere. Yeah. Um, so... Although on first look it looks a bit Carlisle-y, it's it's not purely Carlisle. It's got its connections. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> there's there's some good strong areas of D and G links there, and I love Ty. Ty's great, and, yeah, um, and, guy. and he was great in, in Kasama as well. So they've released this debut single, and they they were doing a bit of social media kind of like chat about it, and it was another one of those things that was like a bit held up with various other things and, and whatever. So they ended up releasing it. And it's just such a really good track. I just love it. And I'm absolutely here for it. Um, so what I'm going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to play the Lutris track, uh, the new one, which is called You I Need. And we're going to play that back to tr- back to back with the Fat Dad's track, which is called Trust and Promises. And uh, let's see what you all think of that. Grab your waist and pull you in And take you back to how it should have been When we were done And I'll tell you how we both change I take your drink and then we dance in the sun how to be young
Lutra's new track, You I Need, and Fat Dad's new track, Trust and Promises. And I would love to see if anybody comes up with a better band name than that in the next 12 months because Fat Dad's is just really, I love that as a term. It's fantastic. <laughs> so we are nearing the end of this uh, time we've got, and it's been good. It's been good so far, Adam. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, we've had a laugh, which is always good. So we've got this last sort of segment that we're going to do, and we might play around with it, but, and we have been discussing this extensively, but We've settled on a theme, and I think that that's good enough for now. Yeah. So the final bit before we wrap this up is we're going to do a throwback tune, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a local-based artist, and it's going to be from a tune from yesteryear, <laughs> <laughs> which really, actually, the grand scheme of it isn't that long ago, um, but it's just it's probably from an act that's maybe no longer together or one that's from years ago or whatever. So um, 
you've picked this one. I have. And uh, and I'm totally supportive of it. So do you want to tell us what you've picked, why you've picked it? Uh, yeah, so for this one, went with Barstow Bats, um, which a lot of people listening may be familiar with. They're quite a popular one in Dumfries and Galloway. Mm-hmm. Um, with the song Under My Skin, mm-hmm. which was taken from the self-titled EP um, in 2016. So they had Under My Skin EP and they had Vixen EP in 2016. Which doesn't seem that long ago, but it really is, actually. Yeah. It's quite a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I say, um, Barstow Bats, they were a very popular band in Dumfries and Galloway when they were on the go. Um, right up to kind of when they finished up, they were still playing gigs and things all the time, um, supporting, I mean, I know they supported the Lutras at the venue just kind of one of the more recent gigs before um they stopped they stopped playing together um and i had the privilege of being able to mix them live for the ms gig as well um which they played a couple of times but i was on that when they played in the normandy um which again was a very good gig very good turnout um and they always got a a very popular and good reception mm. um, when they were playing live. So I thought it was a little bit of a no-brainer to go with this one for the, the throwback tune. Um, so for anybody that's not aware, um, so you had Andrew Rendell, Stephen McKee, Barry Gemmel, uh, Johnny Tate and Felix Waterhouse, and they made up Barstow Bats. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this and there was, was a, they, they, it was a kind of evolving lineup, wasn't it? Yeah. I think was that is that the lineup, the one that you've just read out? Is that the one that was, was at the end? Yeah, that was kind of that was one. a kind of end one. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's been different. I know that Dan Wynn was on drums. There was Kit Allen. He was yeah. on keyboard as well. So there's like lots of different kind of makeups yeah. of it all. But then they settled a bit, and then yeah. So that was that was the kind of lineup when whenever I seen them. Um, whether it was like seeing them live or, yeah. or mixing them, that was the kind of lineup that was on the go then. Um, but yeah, there was some some changes about. That and they point. had a fair wee run at it. Yeah. Like um, I would say a good sort of three four years at it. Well, the first single was two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Well, that was the first release single, and then mm-hmm. the last single was two thousand nineteen. So, yeah. So yeah, there's a, a fair whack there. Yeah, yeah, and and I think. Yeah, I think they would have been going for a wee while before they released the first single yeah. as well. So, and they had loads of gigs, and like you say, really good following as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just and they just stopped. There wasn't anything. Nothing. Nothing went down. There was no drama. No, no. They just went. Look, we've got other stuff happening in our lives and stuff, and we just can't dedicate time to this. So, yeah. And and when I think that happens, there's always that kind of hope that maybe they'll come back. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's been a big argument or anything like that. It's just right now is not the right time. Yeah. So. And to be honest, what with the pending pandemic that was due yeah, to come, no. maybe yeah. it wasn't the worst time for yeah. them either. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to play Barstow Bats Under My Skin. Um, and just to say thanks to everybody that has taken the time to listen. And um, we've enjoyed doing this podcast, our first ever podcast. Mm-hmm. And fun. yeah, and uh, it's been hard. It's almost like kind of, it's taken us a while to get to this point. Yeah, but I think, and it's something that I've always talked about as part of small town sounds, and never really 
found, I guess, because I don't want to sit and just do it by myself. Because yeah. nobody wants to listen to that. But I think it's always good to have someone else there and it's been really good that you've become a part of that. Um, so we're going to wrap it up there, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed the time that you spent with us and um, maybe we'll see you again for another one. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So thanks everybody for listening. Have you got any final words you want to say? Thank you for listening as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, let's finish this off with Barstow Bats Under My Skin. boy